Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Happy Brain. How are you? How's everything going with you? My name is Sean Block, and welcome back for another episode of Happy Brain. We're talking today about consistency and habits. How important is that to our lives, right? And we're talking today with Kevin Palmieri, and he has a podcast called Next Level University. A big shout out to that. He talks about all things self-improvement, mindset, consistency, habit forming, all these important things to our mental health. And I'm lucky to have him on the show today. And we're going to focus today on consistency. And we're going to talk about things like why a 30-day or a 75-day challenge might not be the best for you in the long term. And he's going to talk about some simple techniques that you can do to improve your consistency and some mindset shifts. And he'll even get into a little bit of a personal discussion about some of the, the, ch the challenges that he's faced and some of the tips that he has used to make his brain happy. So thanks so much for joining us today. A quick reminder, there's a link in, in the show notes. If you can give us any feedback on this show, I have a quick five-minute survey that you can fill out, and we have a $25 Amazon gift card raffle. If you are so inclined to fill out this quick, quick, quick survey, basically, I want to see what you want to hear, what kind of topics you want to focus on, and just feedback on the show in general. I'm doing this show because I care about mental health, and I want to give practical, fun tips to people so they can take them with them and improve their health and mental health. So I want to hear from you if we're hitting the mark. So feel feel free to take that survey and we'll enter you into that raffle. All right, let's jump right in with Kevin Palmieri. So welcome everybody. I'm Sean Block. I'm here with Kevin Palmieri and we're talking about habits, consistency, and some other topics I might throw in. And uh, Kevin, so we're just talking about how February can be a down month with podcast listens, but that relates to a lot of things. Why do people lose that momentum and why do habits just suddenly fall off the table in yeah. February? It's a great question. I, I don't have any science to back this up. I just have data from, we have 33 podcast clients, so I have all their data so I can see. Okay, cool. So I see, I noticed that. I don't know. I just wonder if it's one of those things where we start really quickly in January and we burn ourselves out because we don't have realistic expectations. We don't have a realistic approach and we don't really have a, a accurate time perspective on how long it actually takes to accomplish something. So I think when you wake up in February, you're like, ah, oh, it's already been a month and I'm, I just don't feel like doing this. I'm burnt out. And I think February becomes kind of a reset month. I really do. And I think it comes down to those three things. I don't know if success is this simple, but this is what I've seen. You either have um, unaligned or misaligned expectations. You expect that I'm going to work out every day for this year. That's what I'm going to do. It's like, all right, that's, that's an expectation. I, okay. You have a misaligned approach. The approach is always going to be off if the expectation is, or you have a misaligned time perspective. Right? I'm going to start something and I'm going to accomplish this in a week when in reality, it's a, it's a 10 year goal. I think those three things really throw people off. And I would say the beginning of the year is when you really mix those all together and then kind of shoot for the moon. I want to just, totally, I totally agree with that. And another thing I've noticed, and I don't know if you've done uh, certain challenges, you know, there's like a 75 hard challenge. I don't know if you've heard about that. Mm -hmm. There's a million 30 day challenges, seven day this, seven day that. And I find like you actually 
you know, you're motivated, you do those challenges and then they just fall off the table. Kind of like what we're talking about January. For instance, yeah. I did 75 hard a few years ago, amazing success, amazing results. And I was looking at it today. I go, I kind of fall, fell back to where I was beginning uh, before mm -hmm. that. So that's absolutely crazy. Why did, what do you think that happens? Why do, is that just kind of related to what we're talking about? We just do something, we have a goal and then we just lose sight of it. Yeah, I think, I think part of it is 30 days is not a long time. You know, like, I don't know if your identity can really shift in 30 days. 75 mm -hmm. hard, same thing. It, it, the problem is almost it's too hard for you to do forever. I don't really, again, I have nothing against it, right? But my frame was always, and there was always a little ego in this because it was like, I know you think you're making progress, but I think you're going to beat yourself to the ground for 75 days and then need 75 days to recover. And you're most likely going to fall back to where you were. What if you just worked out five days a week for the rest of your life mm -hmm. and at your own rate, not, you don't have to read 10 pages and drink a gallon or whatever it may be. Sustainability has to be the first thing. That's it. That's in my opinion, why certain challenges don't work because they're not sustainable. It's not sustainable to exercise twice a day, read 10 pages, drink a gallon of water, whatever. It's not necessarily sustainable, especially in the beginning. I think it's a, I mean, it's a great like jumpstart. I mean, it yeah. really makes a difference. I just wish I had a better plan. Like you said, said, okay, I'm going to do this, but afterwards that's okay. I'm going to drop back to one workout a week day right. and you know, that uh, maybe pick one of those things that I continually do. And I, and I didn't do it. And I, I even did a podcast episode uh, right at the end of that, as, as I was doing it, and I talked to a couple of participants and I said, what do I do to prevent this from falling back? And, and what did I do? I fell back, yeah. but I, but I'd still kept a couple of the habits, the discipline. So there were some things that you pick up. Maybe after you do one of these challenges, maybe you just hold on to some part of what you did. Right. I think that's a, I think that's a good goal. I just think it's an interesting understanding where you don't really have any time to ramp up. It's almost like you're maxing out. You're most likely not going to ramp up after that. So this is my this is my thought. When I started this self-improvement thing that I had no idea what it was going to become, I started by tracking five habits a day, mm -hmm. right? I would track my weight. I would track the fact that I posted on social media. I would track our finances. I would fear chase every single day. And then I might do, you know, one other thing, right? Did I, did I exercise today? Cool. That five has now gotten up to like 30. Like I track 30 habits a day, but wow. if I started with 30, I might end up falling down to five. That's the interesting thing is I think if you start really hard, it's harder to maintain, but if you start easy, you can compound on the sustainability. You know, the concept they have totally, do you know the concept they have like a habit stacking, right? Mm -hmm. Where you build on it. Is that something that you've kind of done? It sounds like naturally if you yeah. have five habits and then six, seven. Yeah. Is that, because, is that a strategy you've worked? Yeah. Because in the beginning, it, if it's not sustainable, you can't do it consistently. Mm -hmm. That's the interesting thing is. I think a lot of us are focused on, okay, if I do this, I'll get the result. Not if I do this for a long enough period of time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think if you can do five habits, you can add a habit to each of those and stack it, right? If you can, uh, think of it this way. If you can walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes a day, then maybe a couple months later, you can walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes a day and listen to something while you walk on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. You're getting an hour's worth of output from 30 minutes. Right now, what if you can do, I walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes, I listen to 20 minutes of a book, and then I take 10 minutes to post on social media. Now you're getting three units out of that one activity, and then you can kind of compound on that. We all have the same amount of time, but I understand circumstantially, if you're a single parent with two children, you don't. But just for this phrase, 
if you're on that the treadmill for a half hour, you can split that half hour up into many different mm. ways if you are thinking from an intentional standpoint with, mm. with st uh, habit stacking. So, I mean, you can actually combine also like, you know, that half an hour, maybe you're listening to a podcast or you're, or you're trying to study something or, you know, whatever else it is. I mean, walking is a great time to listen to podcasts. I don't know when you listen to your podcasts and things like that, but that's, it's always a great time or yeah. the car, of course, driving for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, now when you actually lose these habits, like one of the things that I've done in the past, like I said, I've done 75 hard, I've done journaling, I've done a lot of things. The one consistent thing I've done is journaling. And so I was talking, you were talking about habit stacking recently. I have a, a job, new job starting Monday. I have to get up at 6 a.m. The last three weeks, I've been training myself to get back up there because I've been working at home, getting up at like eight or nine, mm -hmm. you know, or not nine, but like a little bit later. So um, I, I would just say for me, yeah, habit stacking just so I had that journal base and then I can add things onto it. But yeah. one question I have for you is when you're, you know, you're doing consistency and you're, you're doing great. And then you fall off. How do you bring, what's this technique to, do you think to bring back, you know, those old habits or things that you've done? How do you get them back into your life? Yeah, that's a great question. It depends on what type of human you are. So all, all I mean by that is uh, some, if you're a very high achiever, it's probably okay to beat yourself up a little bit more. So I'm somebody like, I don't really take it easy on myself. Kevin, get it together. Like you're better than this, right? Just get it together. Other people, you might need to give yourself permission to say, look, I fell off, but I'm also doing more than I have ever done. I've made so much progress. I want to make sure I give myself credit for what I've actually done. All right, cool. Let me lean into that permission. Let me lean into that level of giving myself that self-love. And then let me just focus on not getting back to what I was doing before, but just making progress towards what I was doing before. Mm. Just because you, this is the interesting thing. Just because you were learning for 30 minutes a day and you fell off, you don't have to jump back to 30, jump to five. Mm. It's better than zero. Progress is more important than speed. Direction is more important than speed. And I think when we hit a stop sign, we think we have to get right back up to highway speed. You don't have to. You just focus on the progress. Progress is what moves human beings, right? You have to have the perception of progress. That's why, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be, it can be all eventually, it can be nothing, or there's often obviously something in between. That's great. So you, you have a lot of clients, you teach a lot of, you know, people, a lot of these consistency habits and things. What mm -hmm. couple of things, one or two things really help your clients get in the habit of tracking or habit of consistency, anything specifically you, you tell them? Yeah. Number one, create some sort of necessity. There's, if there's not a reason to do it, you're not going to do it. Right. There has to be, you have to do it for a reason bigger than just doing it. That's part one. And this is what I like accountability. So even if you're not part of a group or a challenge or whatever it is, find someone in your life. Luckily, with my clients, it's a coach, right? Myself or my business partner or somebody on the team. Find somebody that you can help hold you accountable. Right. Uh, every morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to text this person, hey, it's 7.01, I'm getting ready for my walk. They're going to text you back. Hey, it's 9.01 where I am. I'm getting ready for my walk. All right, cool. Check, right? One day done. You do the same thing the next day. I have something, Sean. And again, this isn't for everybody. I call $100 habit. So I have a $100 bill on my desk to remind me of this. But this is what I, I did when I was struggling to maintain everything and go to the gym consistently. I went to my wife and I said, I need a favor. She said, okay, what's up? And I said, I'm going to give you this $100 bill. 
if I don't go to the gym seven days in a row, I need you to rip it up in front of me. And she said, Kev, I'm not going to do that. And I said, babe, I'm not going to fail you. I'm a very money-driven human being. I cannot fathom watching that happen. So what do you think happened? I went to the gym seven days in a row, right? I would say for, for you, if you're out there, it doesn't have to be $100. It doesn't have to be dollars. It can be anything. It's the representation of if I saw my wife rip that up, that's never going to leave my mind. It's mm. not about the $100. I mean, the $100 is going to be on my desk forever. I'm not going to yeah. spend it. So it's useless. It's not really... That's not what it is. It's the mindset behind, I created this circumstance that I'm going to let myself fail through. So here's a good one. My, my business partner uses this. He calls it a commitment device. This is what you're going to do. You are going to write down with an, with an agreement with yourself that either I accomplish blank by blank, or I'm going to donate $50 <laughs> to a charity that I do not believe in, right? If you're anti-smoking, yeah. I'm going to donate 50 bucks to the biggest tobacco company in the world. That's a, that's a unique way to inspire and motivate yourself. I was just actually read my mind. I was just going to say, I've heard that as a really yeah, effective yeah. one. Um, I've done the opposite when, when I've achieved something, actually it's permission for me to donate to my favorite charity. So I do yeah. it the opposite positive reinforcement. And when I did like the 75 challenge or whatever challenge I ended up donating, like if I got to 40 days, it'd be $40 or, mm. you know, and I had a list of charities. So that, that was more of a positive enforcement, yep. but the negative reinforcement is. Yeah. I is like totally the positive. Honest. I like the positive. I just, I have seen with most people that it's usually, people usually do more to avoid pain than they do to gain pleasure. Unfortunately, mm. it's just, yeah. I think it's just the human condition. So, you know, I, that's worked really well for myself and the people I've worked with. Now, again, here's the thing. Your standards have to be to your level of belief. I have a very high level of belief that I can go to the gym. I just got to get my stuff together, mm. right? Like I just got to get my stuff together. Maybe for you, it's not that. You, you should give yourself a little bit more grace. I think it's very important to understand that the belief we have in ourselves should kind of mirror the standards we have for ourselves. Because if you think you should go to the gym, my business partner just crossed 365 days in a row of the gym. He went to the gym every single day for a year or exercised for 30 minutes every single day for a year. He, his standards allow him to beat himself up if he doesn't do that. Mm. Somebody else who isn't seasoned in fitness, that shouldn't be your goal because you're kind of setting yourself up for pain and failure and you're going to hurt yourself. Trust. There's a lot that goes into that. So you mentioned accountability. Another one here is self-awareness, you know, having the, the ability to like really work on yourself and yep. have a good, good vision of yourself. Anything else that you share um, that you think is valuable in terms of that? Yeah, uh, I think, and again, this is this is maybe a controversial take. I think we've been tricked into setting giant goals because it sounds sexy. Mm. I'm convinced that many people set goals drastically beyond their capabilities because they think they're supposed to. If you don't, so let's do this. Uh, there is layers of goal setting. So we have a 3% goal. It, I believe with 3% of myself that I can accomplish this, right? That's not a lot. 33% goal, 66% goal, 99% goal, 100% goal. I would say based on your belief in yourself, I would set the goal accordingly. Again, my business partner is a great example. He shoots for the moon and if he misses, he doesn't care because he knows he'll get further than he would have if he didn't. He's setting 3% goals all the time. But somebody who is, you know, say you haven't exercised in five years. And you're thinking, you know what? I, I need to get this together. I really want to, I want to treat my body better and I want to feel better about myself. Your 100% goal might be, I am capable of going to the gym or exercising once a week. 
perfect. That's a great place to start. That's a great place to start. And then maybe your like 66% goal is I can go three times a week. That's okay. Start with the 100% goal. You have to build that self-trust. You have to build that, that self-worth. You have to keep those small promises to yourself. That's how we make progress. I think a lot of us just overshoot. We overshoot and then we don't get the reps and we don't get the practice and we don't get the consistency and we don't get the good feelings that come with it. Yeah, I think just starting small, it's okay to start small. Do you think this relates to what they call the compound effect? You know, doing a little bit every day yep. over time, it exponentially grows. Is that, yep. you think that's part of what you're talking about? Yeah, and I think one of the reasons we don't necessarily leverage it is because not a lot of us don't understand the numbers behind that, right? And myself mm -hmm. included. So the compound effect, one of the things they, uh, Darren Hardy, it's my business partner's favorite book, they talk about the magic penny. So if you were given a penny, if I could give you $5 million right now, or if I gave you a penny that doubled every day for 31 days, what would you take? Mm -hmm. Many people say five million cash, five million cash. If you double a penny every day for 31 days, it ends up getting to, I believe, $10.4 million. How does that happen? It's compounding. So it goes from one cent you know, to two cent to four, eight, 16, 32, 64, a dollar, 28. Five days in or four days in, you have a dollar 28. But uh, 26 days from then, you have $10.5 million. That is the compound effect. Now, again, life is not that way because things don't double. But if you can get a little bit better every day, yes, you are leveraging the compound effect. Mm. Now, I want to respect your time, but can we switch gears? I have a completely little bit yeah. different kind of question. Of course. And we went we went back and you know looked at your bio and things. I know you had a real you know difficult time in your twenties, and you talk mm -hmm. about standing on your bed thinking about you know suicide, things like that. Um, what keeps you? Is there any tips you have to keep you from getting to that place? And if you get to that place, because sometimes if we have depression and I have depression and anxiety, sometimes you get to that place, you know you don't need to be there, but you still and there's just a fine line between being on above it and sometimes dropping below it how do yeah. you personally keep a, like above that and if you get down how do you get get yourself out of it yeah that's interesting I, so transparently i don't get bouts like i used to I, i'll have days where i feel down and i feel sad and things feel heavy but it's never it's never nearly as heavy as it used to be so i just want to throw that out there because my, my advice will be based on that Number one, I try to reflect. And this is what I mean. When I'm very low or very high emotionally, I try to reflect. When I'm very low, I want to see how far we've come. When I'm very high, I want to see how far we've come. Because I don't... One of my clients told me this one time. They said, the press is never right. You're never as good as they say, but you're never as bad as they say. You're usually somewhere in between. And I think it's the same with humans. You're, you're never as good as you think, most likely, but you're also never as bad as you think either. It's somewhere in between. So for me, I look at the body of work and say, you know, Sean, you're a podcaster. I can look at episode one and say, damn, we have come a long way in six years, right? Mm -hmm. But if I start to get high emotionally, I can lose sight of that humility and say, six years ago, nobody knew who you were. Like, do not forget that. So for me, reflecting is very, very, very important. And then I would say this, I try to have a running tally and I understand this is like, there's some privilege that comes with this. I understand that. I try to have a running tally of how full is my cup. So I get to do what I love every day. 
I love this. This is not, this is not drain my cup. This fills my cup, right? I could do this all, I do this all day. I love this. But I realize that many of us don't have that. We don't have that privilege. We go to a job that drains us. Certain family members drain us. So I would say trying to put in some sort of consistent weekly habit where you take an hour for yourself to fill your cup. If you mm. love taking a bath, it's not selfish to lock the door and take a bath. Mm. You love being outside, get around nature. I know that's a, for many of us, we might say, yeah, yeah Kev, but I understand. I do. I understand to the degree I can understand, but I know that's helped a lot of people that I've been around is searching more for fulfillment. A lot of mm. us are just not super fulfilled, understandably so. And I think that wreaks havoc, a havoc on your mental health. Yes. I really think it does. I really appreciate the the reflection part because you're never as low as you say you are. And when you, you're at that place and you look at your your accomplishments, where you are, and then you humble yourself when you get to a certain place, you're feeling really high. Well, let's let's look at where you really are. It's good, yeah. but come on, you're not, you're, you're, you, there's more for you to grow. I really yeah. like that concept. I, I haven't heard, heard it in that particular way. Yeah, and, uh, I, and I, we have so much content. So I think for me, it's very unique where I can look, I know exactly where I was four years to the day mm -hmm. from today because I have content that will tell me. So it's very, what I think happens, this is the interesting thing. We, uh, there, it, there's a required amount of time to go by before you can actually recognize contrast, right? You and I could do a podcast every day for the next 14 days. We probably wouldn't notice any difference. But if we looked back a year from today, and we looked back, we'd say, oh my goodness, we have made drastic changes, but it takes time to create contrast. And I think that's why it's so important to say, I know I feel blank, high or low, but that feeling is not necessarily and usually isn't representative of the actual truth. Mm. There's a big difference between feelings and logic, obviously. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a challenging thing. No, and I appreciate like the podcast analogy too. It is the compound effects. In, in a sense, right? You're doing it little by little from episode one to 10, you don't really notice a difference, mm -hmm. but from one to 50, you're like, Oh, wait a second. Mm -hmm. I don't say um as much. I don't yeah. repeat. I don't talk over the guests as much. Yeah. No, Maybe that's... there's something here, right? Maybe there's something here, 50, hundred in you look back. It's like, wow, I've done 99 episodes since that. Interesting. You know, it's the time time. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was everything is a long game. And if you think about it that way, your fitness, your fitness goals start today, but they are forever. So when you start, make sure you're starting sustainably because you're not doing this for 75 days. You're doing this for life. Life has to be sustainable. If it's not, then you're, you're kind of setting yourself up for potential resistance. Well, we just have a couple minutes left for, I want to respect your time again, but is there anything else that you just wanted to share that we haven't hit on today? Yeah, I'll hit you with one of my favorite, my favorite quotes of all time. I think it the audience, we talked about a lot of stuff, but I think the audience will resonate with this. Uh, one of the things I say often when I'm speaking, are the people in your life the best from your past or the best for your future? One of the reasons I think a lot of us are down and we're suffering and we're struggling is because the people around us are toxic. And we say to ourselves, well, they've always been here. I've always been friends with that person. I've always gone to that place. I've always spent time, you know, we used to party together. We used to be best friends. I would just challenge everyone to, to ask themselves, is this person what's best for my future? Is this, is this job what's best for my future? Is this relationship? Is this habit? Whatever it is, is it what I used to do or what I want to do moving forward? I think that's just a very powerful question.
that's that's I just that hit me hard just now. I really appreciate that. Of course. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.